0: Welcome to Tech Refresh. It's your weekly fun show about all things digital. I am not Kim Commando. I'm Allie Seligman, content queen and crypto gal at commando.com. Don't worry. Kim is right here with me. Hi, Kim.
1: Hi there, Allie. But you forgot one of your words, not just content queen. You are the amazing content queen.
0: Well, thank you. I have to let you say that. If I say it myself, I sound like a jerk. (laughs) So It's better if you do it.
1: I know. It's always like, you know, people, when I say, like, I'm on the air, like, I'm the digital goddess. I mean, you know, (laughs) you're at a party and somebody says, like, in front of other people who may not be familiar with the show, it's like, oh, my gosh, it's the digital goddess. And I'm like, oh, no, really? Oh, don't call me that in public. Yes, yes. Okay.
0: Instead of our normal tech news and tips and trivia today, we're going to do things a little bit differently. First, of course, Tech Refresh is sponsored by the current newsletter. It's our smart, ad-free tech newsletter. You get it at getthecurrent.com. It comes out twice a week. That's getthecurrent.com. And yes, it's free. All right. You know, as well as I do, Kim is always the one asking the questions. And so today, that's what I'm doing. Ooh. We are going to talk about all kinds of stuff, the metaverse, electric cars, cyber stalking. Kim is going to tell us about the weirdest call she's ever gotten. <laughs> uh, we are going to find out how she became a Boy Scout leader this is not a joke I'm leading up to. This really happened. Yes. Um, and I'm going to tell you what I told Kim during our job interview that she still brings up three years <laughs> later, all this time later. All right. I'm in the show. I want to start with a juicy one. Kim, you have been on the air for 25 years.
1: Yes.
0: And I know for a fact you've gotten some interesting calls along the way. What is the strangest call you ever received?
1: Uh, yeah, 25 years. Overnight success, Allie. <laughs> Just wanted to bring that up to your point. Um, You know, I think probably, well, a few strange calls come to mind, actually. Um, One was a guy who called, and he had some question about something digital. I don't remember what it was. But then he said, you know, Kim, I have another question. I said, what is it? He said, what size shoe do you wear? And I said, well, you know, that's kind of a different question. I wear a size 9. Yes, I have big feet. And he said, oh, darn it, I wish it was an 11, because I was wondering if you could send me a pair of your pumps. And I said no. And then that led to a couple of months later, somebody asked me for um, if I could send them some hair out of my hairbrush. No. Uh, I had somebody email me um, not too long ago and asked me for a pair of my underwear, uh, preferably used. Um, Delightful. Yeah.
0: That's like that. those TikTokers with the socks. I know.
1: That's why, you know, that's probably why it caught my attention. Um, <laughs> I really like the guy who called in uh, years ago, and he wanted to know how he could capture ghosts in his house. Because he was convinced oh. that there were ghosts in his house. And he wanted to know, like, what was the best digital camera that he could get to capture all these ghosts? Of course. And so I said, you know, I, I, so I, I set him up. I did. I said, so, you know, do you have a pen? Because you're going to want to write this down. He's, <laughs> like, he's like, I don't have a pen. Okay, I got a pen. Okay. I said, all right. So yeah, it's, a, it's a brand new camera, and it's from Canon. And, you know, Canon, they make really good cameras. And he says, yes, I know? Like, I know. They make all kinds of great cameras. And I said, yeah, you know, they beat Nikon because Nikon's coming out with this camera too just to capture the paranormal activities. And I said, so do you have your your pen and you're going to write this down? He said, yes. (laughs) I said, okay, it's called the Spooky Spooky (laughs) 5000. And you hear him, and and this is what he does. He goes, Spooky, spooky 5,000. Great. Thanks, Kim. Where can I find the spooky, spooky 5,000? And then I just busted out laughing, you know? <laughs> um,
0: but You know, with a different name, that could definitely be a tech refresh product or a, a brand new or not true product. You know, it product. could. It could be a yeah. brand new
1: or not true product. So, you know, <laughs> but so you have all kinds of really, like, great questions, kind of weird questions. And then the other thing, too, is that when, when you put a microphone in somebody or they know that they're going to be heard by millions of people— they switch gears, and sometimes it's hard for them to focus. And so that's why over the years I've, I've developed this skill, if you will, that when somebody calls in, I actually picture what they look like. Oh. And so I feel like I'm actually talking to this person. Of course, you know, people always picture me as this big Amazon woman, so I don't know how often that that <laughs> image is correct. But, um, but I love getting people's questions. I do. It's just it's so much fun for me.
0: That's awesome. That's actually something you taught me when we started first doing this. When you look at the camera, pretend you're looking at someone you love or, you know, picture that real person. I think that really helps.
1: Yeah, especially when you're on film. You want to look at the camera like it's your mom, your husband, your wife, your spouse, your partner, whatever it may be, or your child. And because suddenly, like, your face, your muscles will soften up, Mm -hmm. and then you just become more natural.
0: Love it. I'm not sure people realize how much work goes into producing a national radio show. Certainly they see you, you're talking in the microphone, you're a pro, you don't need a lot of editing, all that stuff, but there's a lot that goes into it. So was there ever a time that something went so wrong that, you know, on the tech side that the show just didn't make it?
1: Um. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> um, we have this phone number, and I've had the same phone number for since we began the show. If you want to really spell it out, it's like 1-888-ASK-KIM or something like that. But so it's just 1-888-825-5254. Okay, that's our phone number. Mm-hmm. And so I had a, an assistant who was one of those, like, fly-by-night assistants. They come in and they go because they really can't handle the pressure. And let's face it, I'm pretty demanding. I'm a type A personality. You? Yes, just a little. <laughs> just a little. Just a bit. little. Okay, so I go in to do the show. And uh, at that time it was, we were doing it live on a Saturday morning. Okay, so like 7 a.m. Phoenix time, sometimes 8 a.m. Phoenix time, depending upon where the clocks were. And so I give out the phone number and I look down and I have no phone calls. I mean, no phone calls. Okay. Bad news for a call-in show? Yes, and this is going out live. And so I'm sitting there going, mm-hmm. I could talk, start talking about like, well, you know, I was born in New Jersey, and (laughs) I went to the school, and then I ended up in Arizona, you know. So what can you talk about when you have absolutely no phone calls? So I go through the first half hour, and Barry and uh, Mike James are trying to troubleshoot, like, where this phone number is going. So finally, I say, has anybody called the number? Okay. Hmm. They call the number, and honest to God, it was a Puerto Rican beauty salon, in the Bronx what okay uh somebody had transposed a few numbers when <gasps> they were like updating a database <laughs> and this guy who didn't speak any English other than say I'm Puerto Rican and this is a hair salon okay yeah was getting like thousands of phone calls
0: oh my gosh okay.
1: so I actually went on the air and I said okay um, If you call the number, you're going to get a Puerto Rican hair salon okay, <laughs> in the Bronx. And the guy's really pissed off right now because his, his phone won't stop ringing. Yes, yet. exactly. So yeah. uh, So I gave out the local phone number because, you know, 800 numbers always goes back to a local number in, in, mm-hmm. in our system, in our, our configuration. And uh, so I was able to to do hours two and three. But hour one, it was all about me. <laughs> um, there was the time that also that I was waiting for Mike James to show up to do the show. And Mike had this thing where, I mean, literally if the show was going out at 7am, I would show up at like 7.02. Okay. <laughs> and so I show up at like 7.02 or 7.03 and 7.06 is when the show goes live and there's no Mike James. Uh-oh. There's nobody to run the board. Okay. And I'm sitting there like going, okay, and Andrew Wabinski worked for us then. I'm like, Andrew, you just going to have to figure out the board. And he's like, okay, I can. So he gets on the board. And then like a half hour later, Mike shows up, and he's drenching wet. And this is in the middle of Phoenix in the summer. Like, why are you wet? Yeah. <laughs> well, um, he was on his way in and into doing the show, and then he, um, he saw a woman, he saw a car go into the canal.
0: Oh my god. So he
1: parked his car on the side of the canal, jumped into the canal, and rescued this woman. Okay. That
0: is so frightening.
1: Yeah, and I'm like, Mike, maybe you need to go to the doctor or something. You know? <laughs> yeah, thank goodness they didn't drown, Mike. Love it. So yeah, so there's always been like these kinds of funny stories that happens, but you know, all in all, it things have gone pretty smoothly. Pretty smoothly. Which is pretty good
0: for all those years, right? Yes, exactly. We're still good.
1: Knock on wood or something.
0: (laughs) Yeah, me too. Me too. All right. Stay right where you are. We are going to talk about electric vehicles and the metaverse next here on Tech Refresh. It's Tech Refresh. A quick reminder. Go to getthecurrent.com to try our fun newsletter, The Current. Yes. It'll help you with that person that says, hey, did you hear that crazy story? Because we write lots of those in there. Uh, Go to getthecurrent.com. Again, it's free. It's also ad-free, which is nice. Speaking of, Kim, The Current is one of about a dozen newsletters that we send out via email. And you've been in the newsletter business a long time. You know, looking at marketing websites, you'd think, it's this brand new thing, email newsletters. But no. Uh, How long have you been doing it? How'd that start?
1: Uh, It started initially because I wanted to remind people to listen to their radios over the weekend. Mm -hmm. And so we would only do one newsletter. We'd send it out on Saturday and we would mention a few sponsors, put a couple of links to the website, and then that would be about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was one, one newsletter. and I think at that time it was being sent to about 400,000 folks. Okay. Um, and that year was ready? About ready. Uh, 1995. Wow. Is when I started our newsletters. And, you know, and there has been a few glitches. Speaking of glitches, there's been a few glitches. <laughs> okay. The, the best one was in the beginning we didn't have, like, mailing list software or anything like that. And so I set up a Yahoo group
0: oh my with gosh.
1: everybody's email addresses, okay? And I made it just a broadcast only. So I would send out a message, and then it would be sent to these 400,000 people, okay, uh, every Saturday at, like, 6 a.m. And so you could schedule stuff. Well, <sighs> Yahoo groups did an update. It's always an update, isn't it? Always. And um, <laughs> so I sent out these 400,000 notes, and they said it so that it wasn't only broadcast only. So like one person replied and said, hey, Kim, thanks. I really love the show. And then that message went out to 400,000 people. Oh, no. Okay. Reply all? Oh, yes. Okay. And then oh. somebody else would say, why am I getting this message? That went out to 400,000 people. Okay. So this went on for hours. And, what a mess. And I tried to hunt. You know, you think it was, it's bad now to find a person at a tech company. You couldn't mm-hmm. even do it then. So it took me like, I want to say like six hours to actually, I mean, of nonstop trying to find somebody. And I ended up finding like uh, a system engineer who used to work on the Yahoo website who now works (laughs) for somebody else. And I'm like, you know, great. You have to find me.
0: Did you get it all fixed up?
1: So, yeah, so today, how many newsletters do we send, Al? About a dozen. Okay, and how many all total every month? 18, 20 million? Oh, yeah, something like that. Yeah, it's It's Many, many millions. And our newsletters, they have an open rate, which is ridiculous, of?
0: 40 to 50%, depending on the newsletter. Yeah,
1: which is unheard of. I mean, normally... Uh, email newsletters have what do you think? Five uh, to ten percent open? Yeah,
0: I, I think you'd be lucky to hit that ten percent. Yeah,
1: so yeah. so if you're not already getting our newsletters, you know, <laughs> hey, here's a little plug. Go to commando.com/slash subscribe and then pick out the newsletters that you want. And we're not going to sell your email address. Don't worry about that. Okay, we've been doing this for a long time. We're we're honorable folks. And so commando.com/slash subscribe.
0: If you were brand new, Kim, what newsletters
1: would you sign up for? Um, I definitely the breaking news. Definitely the tips. I like the weekend roundup. I think that's interesting.
0: I like that one too. And
1: uh, and the current.
0: Nice, yeah. And the podcast because we're doing The weekend's great too. (laughs) You get everything that you, you know, if you miss things throughout the week, it's all right there for you. Our most popular stories, the stories that you heard about on the show. It's great. Okay, let's jump back to the tech world. Electric vehicles, Mm -hmm. uh, you can't go anywhere without hearing something about them for better or worse, right? People love them or hate them. Now, you've got a Tesla on the way, so oh. I know you're at least on board to some extent. Sure. So Let me what's your take on EVs?
1: Let me see. I'm going to look at my Tesla app, and I'm going to tell you— <laughs> I
0: hope she's already got the okay.
1: app. I, well, you know, you have to do everything <laughs> through the app. It's really interesting. Um, I mean, you can try to order this on the website, but there's my Tesla coming. Ooh. Uh, and it says, estimated delivery July 4th through August 15th. We're going to notify you when it's time to continue with your pre-delivery tasks. Um, Yes, and I've been a little slow to the EV game. And I will tell you that I did look at a Tesla probably four or five years ago. And one of the little known facts that people don't real, I don't really talk about is I can only see out of one eye. So I can only mm-hmm. see out of my left eye. I'm trying to change that. I'm super excited about maybe getting another transplant. I'm not sure yet. Uh, but anyway, so when I went in to look at the Tesla, it didn't have lane detection. Okay. Oh, okay. okay. Okay, for me to see over here – think about this. I got to get this eyeball – over there. So I got to go like this. You ready? It's like the, it's like the exorcist. Okay. And then you got to come back. Okay. And so it didn't have that. So I decided not to buy an EV because of that. So I went and a friend of mine had a Tesla and we were driving around, it has this nice big screen and I'm a car gal. I am. And so, um, I told Barry, I said, you know, I'm going to, I think I'm going to buy a Tesla. I'm going to look at it. He's like, oh, okay, no problem. And so Ian and I are <laughs> FaceTiming, and he's like, okay, get this, get this, don't get that. And there's aren't, there aren't many options. So a couple of days later, I'm at dinner, and I said, oh, I think I'm going to get my Tesla in July. And Barry looks at me like, you what? What now? <laughs> I'm like, my Tesla. And he's like, you bought a Tesla? I'm like, yeah, I told you I was buying a Tesla. And he's like, you are not parking that in our garage. Those things go on fire.
0: Oh, my gosh, like, Barry. Mm,
1: whatever. So... So, you know, EVs are interesting to me. I think that – I think most EVs are not very attractive. <laughs> um, I, for example, I don't know why the BMW EV has a front grille. Yeah. Okay. Though
0: I do think that more and more EVs now just actually are starting to look like regular SUVs or cars yes. or whatever. They're, they stopped making them to look like these little weird futuristic things. Yeah,
1: like the Prius. Yeah. Okay, I never – would I be buy a Prius? And I know people may be listening. I love I know you love your Prius. I just don't think it's an attractive car. That's just yeah. my opinion.
0: Well, and you're a car person.
1: I am. And so, you know, I want sleek lines. I want to see the beauty mm-hmm. of it. And so we'll see how long I keep the Tesla. <laughs> we will.
0: We'll see also how you get used to no sound. It is That's the a problem. little hard at first.
1: You know what? Because I like high performance cars. Okay. Yeah. So here I bought the high performance Tesla. I'll tell you that. It's called the Plaid. It goes, mm-hmm. it's faster than my Ferrari. Wow. Okay. And, it, and but it doesn't have any sound. <laughs> so, you know, there are times I'm driving down the street and I like, I put the windows down and like the G-Wagon or something just because I'm like, I want to hear like that symphony. Yeah. I want to hear it purr. There's going to be like, mm, nothing. So yeah. I'm going to have to get an app. That's what we need going to
0: do. <laughs> Play some sound. Maybe you can get one of those little, you know, speakers at the front and,
1: and <laughs> do true. some fake cars. Although I'm, I'm super excited to be able to have a, a, a car horn that farts. I think <laughs> that's really something.
0: Hey, what would life be without things like that, right? Right. All right. While we're on hot topics, the metaverse, we have to talk about that, oh, right? Yeah. So Facebook or Meta now, they've invested, I think, $10 billion into trying to make— a virtual world that we all want to live in. Okay. Um, so are you raring and ready to go with your digital avatar or are you, you know, not so much?
1: Well, first of all, I want a digital avatar that has legs.
0: Um, <laughs> not just a floating
1: <laughs> torso. Yeah. So it's like floating in there, like bopping around. I'm like, what is that? Yeah. Where did that come from? I mean, <laughs> you know, can't you do better than that? I mean, that was Mark Zuckerberg when he showed us the first metaverse. I'm like, it looks like, you know, like a Lego guy, you know, type yeah. of thing. Yeah. Um, I think it has a long way to go.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And I think that I'm not just of that opinion i I like to ask people what they think, and when I say people, I normally mean like younger folks, uh-huh. people that are uh you know kids ten to twelve, uh Ian's circle of friends, uh nieces and nephews, and things like that. And the general consensus, especially with Ian, which I was surprised, because they're, you know, 18, 19, 20, 21, you know, somewhere in that range, 22, is that it's dumb. <laughs> I think that was the exact word. I mean, you know, you're gonna you're gonna slap a laptop onto your face
0: uh-huh.
1: so that you could go live in a virtual world when, you know, our world is pretty magnificent. Mm. You know? And I think that's, that's one thing that I always want to do is I want to get away from the screen so I can go outside and I can see things and I can play with Abby and throw her the ball and go to the beach or go hike the Grand Canyon or Camelback or whatever it is. And so I really think it has a long way to go. And I know that in order for any metaverse to work is that it has to have a few things. It has to have, uh, you know, people that actually are there. It's going to need some policing because... Some woman already said she was raped in the metaverse by four avatars, which I don't understand. Okay. Mm. Um, And there's going to need to be, you know, that whole fear, sex, greed thing. You know, so I know that they're trying to figure out how people can kiss in the metaverse by putting another (laughs) thing on your lips on the laptop. And I I just think that maybe in 20 years, but I think it's a long way from now.
0: Yeah. When I can go visit... You know, put on a headset, go visit the Louvre and see all the paintings up close. And it'd be better than real life, right? Because you can actually go up and touch Touch it it and see it. Sure. That seems cool for, you know, to go pretend to be on a beach when we can go to the real beach or, (laughs) you know, these things that, yeah, we could go hike a mountain in real life. You know, and we 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 have
1: to be careful because, you know, already, think about this, already these things are taking over our lives. They are. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you know, and I'm guilty of it too. It's like, oh, wait, was that my phone vibrating? No, it wasn't. Why did I hear that? You know
0: <laughs> isn't that bizarre when you feel it?
1: Yes, it's so bizarre. Yeah. And so, you know, moderation is key, And I just think I don't know. I'm just not, i'm I'm probably going to be wrong. in fifty years, we're all going to be living in the metaverse, but <laughs> I won't be because I'll be gone.
0: <laughs> there you go, well, speaking of the tech world is. Uh, you know, understatement of the year, always changing. There's always something new. It seems like every day, you know, I open up my inbox or look online. How do you keep up with everything? That's really what you bring to people on the show is, you know, here's yeah. here's what's new. Here's the latest. How do you parse it all? How do you keep it straight?
1: Uh, it's not uncommon for a Sunday morning, you know, before church or after church is that I hop online and, and hop on my computer and I see what's happening on the internet and what folks are talking about. And then, Barry or Ian will come in and go, "Hey, that's enough." Okay. Oh,
0: that's why I get all those emails from yes. you on Sunday mornings. You know what?
1: But I'm doing. I'm trying to do really better. <laughs> I am. I've, I'm now. I don't know if you notice, and I, I slip every once in a while. Is that I'll actually send you? Don't know this, but I'm going to send you email over the weekend from Gmail, so that this way I can schedule it, so you get like eight emails at eight a.m. So if you ever get, I do that too. Oh, see, yeah. love that. Yeah. Um, you know, just it's just – con- I'm a constant student, mm-hmm. and knowledge is power. And so I read anything that has to do with technology that I can. I watch videos. I talk to people. Uh, and I really enjoy what what we do. I really enjoy the whole tech sector because it's constantly changing. And it, that keeps me stimulated. And um, I swear I have ADD. I was never diagnosed. But <laughs> it just, you know, it's this constant thing that just keeps happening. And I multitask. And so um, – it's just a lot of reading and testing and trying things out.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty sure, you know, we talk most days and every day I hear some form of like, oh, I was reading this, it was so interesting, or guess what I heard from you? And, you know, it's it's really cool. I think that sometimes when we're in the same world for so long, we can get kind of bored of it or jaded, and it seems like you're just still so genuinely interested and excited about all the things that you're into.
1: I am. And I, yeah. I just, and I... And I I was just talking to Barry. You you and I were talking about this today. That would be a good product for brand new or not true. It's mm-hmm. the guy who is has invented how to pick up poop in his backyard <laughs> from his dog using AI and lasers.
0: <laughs> it's really cool. Okay?
1: And Barry's like, well, the average person can't do that. I said, I know the average person can't do that. But the fact that he was able to buy all this at eBay or wherever computer supply places and then – come up with this idea that's almost like a Dyson hairdryer or a vacuum cleaner for your backyard, I think is pretty spectacular. So yeah, I I still get excited.
0: Yeah. And that's one where, okay, once somebody figures it out, it probably won't be too long until, you know, you see it on Shark Tank and then before long till it's in Target, you can just go pick one up.
1: Exactly. Exactly. All
0: right. Next, we are going to take a little break from the tech talk to learn more about Kim's life. Kim, are you in a sharing mood?
1: Sharing's caring. Oh, my God. Okay, there
0: we go. All right, this is Tech Refresh. Stay right where you are. This is Tech Refresh. I'm Allie. I'm here with Kim. And I think it's about time we get a little more personal. What do you think? Okay. Okay. Let's go back in time. You were getting the show off the ground. Busy is not the word for it, I'm sure. (laughs) And then you had your son, Ian. And I think my question here is just, how how did you manage all this oh
1: uh, yeah uh well we had the show going for about four years mm-hmm. maybe five something like that four or five years and we were not really making a lot of money mm-hmm. uh, okay. I, I mean it was it was pretty tough in the beginning I mean we ran a couple of years in the red just to just to let you know
0: um well and I love share with everybody you know when you started the show, you you always say you said at the beginning, overnight success, and that's funny, right? Because when you first started, like, what did people say to you when you oh, said, "Okay, yeah. I'm starting this radio show about computers and technology"?
1: Uh, people thought I was crazy. Yeah, uh, they thought I was nuts. Uh, I mean, <laughs> uh, you know, like I, you know, I tell a story. The guy at ABC told me that um, computers were too specialized.
0: Mm. Nobody
1: would ever pay attention <laughs> to a show about technology. Okay. Uh, and it was just a show. I'll never forget. He said "For Geeks and Freaks. Okay. Oh, my gosh. And then uh, the guy at CBS, his was the best. His name was Frank, too. They are both named Frank, Frank Rayfield and Frank Murphy. Frank Murphy told me, sorry, Frank, I'm sorry I bring your name up like this all the time. But um, he said that the Internet was a fad like the Pet Rock. So, <laughs> Aww, Frank. Uh, so I had to do it myself. And so, yeah. you know, so I worked during the day and Barry worked during the day. And so we would get together like, you know, four or five o'clock in the afternoon and start building a studio, which was just this little tiny room in Phoenix that we rented for $300 a month. Oh, man. And and it was pretty rough going there in the beginning. I had to call Yamaha and uh, get the first board. And I remember (laughs) they wanted like $1,500 for the board. And I told Peter there, who's still at Yamaha, by the way. Oh, my gosh. uh, Said like, you know, Peter. Give me one that's old, that's refurbished, that somebody (laughs) has given back. And so anyway, so the show started taking off a little bit. And, uh, you know, I decided, you know, hey, listen, you know, if we're going to have a kid, we have to have one sooner or later, right? And so um, and I was preferring sooner. And so I had Ian. (laughs) And fortunately, my mother had already moved in with us. And yes, Barry is a saint. He has lived with his mother-in-law for over 20-odd years, okay? and which was really fantastic because i was able to go to work during the day and then she would care for ian uh, you know i during the day and then i would get him at night which also yeah. meant that i was working all day and not sleeping very well
0: okay so <laughs> right. those Didn't were care
1: those were pretty rough and then i um when he was about 6 months old 8 months old is that that's when we i took a room in the studios rented another room and that became his daycare center so every day oh. i would bring ian to to work with me, and then I'd play with him during the day while I was working, and then, you know, go back and forth, and I actually hired a preschool teacher to take care of him. And so, funny story is, is that, I guess Ian was about maybe like three or four at this time, is that somebody came over to the house, and they looked at Ian, you know, how, you know, how people, adults get down and go, oh, so how are you? And, you know, yeah, so... Baby talk. Yes, and so this person like gets down and goes, and they we have this baby grand piano in the living room at this time, and and they said, Oh, Ian, how old are you? And he's like, three and a half. And they said, So where do you go to school? And he goes, I go to studio school. Oh my gosh,
0: how okay. cute.
1: <laughs> and so they thought he was like this prodigy. Okay. <laughs> and so, okay, so the next time this person comes over, okay, it's a Yamaha grand grand piano that get that plays itself. You put a disc in it that we have. <laughs> So I said, Ian, here's what we're going to do, babe. You're going to sit there and watch what mommy does. Go back and forth like you're playing, like you're playing, like me. So I put in, so this person comes over. They were like a decorator or something. Person comes over, and I put Ian in that chair on a couple of, you know, phone books at that time. They were big. And I said, just move your head back and forth in your hands. Okay. And so I put in the Mozart disc. He does that. This person comes over and goes, oh, my God, that kid can't really play. <laughs>
0: Uh, You've always been a bit of a prankster, haven't you? (laughs) Yes.
1: Which is probably why I get it back from Ian to this day, but that's okay.
0: Oh, that is so funny. Well, and then Ian got older, and you told me something that I thought was so sweet. You always took Ian to school.
1: Yes, I did. Um, That was a big deal for me, is that when he actually went to kindergarten, is that I I took him to school every single day, and I picked him up every single day. And now when I say I took him to school— there was no, like, tuck and roll, open the door, throw the <laughs> kid out with the backpack, right? Yeah. It was, we parked the car, and, you know, and sometimes, let me tell you, it was a hassle because I was oh, in a sure. hurry or it was, like, 120 degrees out or whatever it was. <laughs> and um, And so I would, you know, get him out of the car, bring him to his classroom, get him settled in, and then I would leave. Okay, pick up, park the car, go to the classroom, wait for him. But it was really kind of... A fun time because that gave me and him a chance to talk during the day, Uh just one-on-one in the car about how he was and what he's doing and how my day was and things like that. And then when we got home at three o'clock, I would, I had a computer uh, desk in the family room and he had a computer desk in the family room and then we would sit side by side. So as he needed to get stuff done and then I needed to get stuff done. So, you know, so there was a, a lot of time spent. And then when he got to be, like, in—he was, like, seventh grade, the headmaster came up to me, and he was like, mm, I think that those days are over. Oh. And I fear
0: The taking him right to his,
1: yes. his class, yeah. But, you know, but it was kind of funny because over the years, all the kids, like— you know, I bring the kids like cookies and they would sit <laughs> down and they tell me all, everything that was going on in their lives. I had one little girl started calling me mommy, which I called her father. And I said, there's an oh issue here because <laughs> your kid's calling me mommy and she's not my mom. You know, I'm not the mommy, which yeah. means we, you need to enter. You know, there's something that's going on in her head. <laughs> so anyway, um, so seventh grade comes along and the headmaster, says, you know, I think this these days are over. And I said, you know, the days are over when Ian says they're over.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: And then I said to him, "Are the days over?" And he's like, "No, I like it. And everybody loves you." I'm like, "Okay." So, like a couple of months later, he's like, mm, "I think the days are over." I'm like, oh, "Okay, uh- that's fine."
0: <laughs> Were you sad?
1: Um, not really. I am, you know, a lot of people would be, I guess, but I am so thrilled for him. Mm-hmm. I am so excited for him. Um, he's got his whole world ahead of him. And I, I mean, I just got, I mean, I probably talked to Ian, uh, three or four times a day. Yeah, uh, you two are close. Yeah. And them texting back and forth all day.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, you know, he's, believe it or not, he, and he tells me, I, I mean, I'm his mother, but he's like, you're my best friend.
0: Oh.
1: And, <laughs> you know, he goes out clubbing and he's got girls and he's going to college. and I mean, he's, you know, he's still a. He's a self-functioning yeah. dog. matter of fact. The other night at like eleven o'clock, he called me and said, "Mom, the water heater's off." <laughs> I'm like, "I'm like, okay, take a shower tomorrow." He's like, "No, you don't understand. I gotta take a shower now. I stink. I just came back from the gym." I'm like, "Okay." So I said, "Listen, I don't know. I can't tell you how to fix your water heater." Okay. <laughs> so why don't okay at 1.15, I get a text from fixed. <laughs> I'm like, okay.
0: <laughs> he finally googled it. He did. Italian. He looked on
1: YouTube. He told me. So there you go. Anyway, yes,
0: that's the only way any of us know how to do anything these days. It's huh? true. It is true. Yeah. Well, long before Ian and before you met Barry, you were engaged, and I'm not sure that most people know that.
1: Yeah. This is. Uh, it's one of those pivotal shifts in life mm-hmm. that I think was so tragic at the time, but actually molded me to be a better person. Um, I was engaged to a guy and just loved him like crazy, capital C. Yeah. And we were, you know, six months or so from, you know, really getting serious, getting married, all that other stuff, started planning things. And he said, you know, uh, I want to take my son skiing. And he had a plane. Uh, I want to take my son skiing. And I, I kind of need to tell him what's going on. And I want to do it. With right. him. And I'm like, no, I can go. And he's like, no, you can't go. And I'm like... And I'm like, no, really, I could go. I'll just go skiing. You guys go do your own thing. And he's like, no, no, no. We, you know, I need to just have this time. And he was filing the flight plan, and um, he gave out his cell phone number mm-hmm. to the, on the flight plan, the NTSB. And I, I looked at him, and I said, you know, that's stupid. And he looked at me, and he said, why? I said, so if the plane crashes, are they going to call your cell phone?
0: <sighs> yeah.
1: okay. Three days later, the plane crashed, and my cell phone rang.
0: Oh.
1: And uh, the Civil Air Patrol says, you know, the plane's down, northern Arizona. Uh, and I said, oh, I said, well, tell me where they are. I'll just come pick them up right now. Oh. And the guy said, there's nobody to pick up. And oh, God. So that was because um, now I had no job.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, I had quit Unisys. I was starting to do an infomercial. Um, kind of trying to figure out what I was wanting to do. Uh, and, and he and I were talking about buying, at that time, a, a, a GPS company that was just uh-huh. getting into mapping and things like that and, and probably would have done that. Um, and I really had no idea what to do um, I, with my life or anything like that. And I was just crying all the time. I mean, literally, just crying, crying, crying all the time. Um, thought about suicide. I did mm-hmm. uh, a few times, thinking like, why, why was I left here?
0: Yeah, what's the point anymore? Yeah,
1: what's my mm-hmm. purpose? And I went to a, a few psychologists and psychiatrists, and mm-hmm. I didn't like anything that anybody said because they everybody wanted to put me on Prozac. Mm. I'm like, you know what? The Bible says you gotta get through the valley, the shadow of death. You don't, you know, you can't walk around it, you have to go through it. And I would tell them this. They're like, Yeah, but just take the drugs, honey. And I'm like, no, not taking drugs. Not for me. And uh, I said, so what do I do if I don't want to take the drugs? And it was a woman who looked at me and she said, you just need to be so busy, so tired at the end of the day that you just can't think about it. And if you want to be sad, uh, and I I actually use this advice a lot to people. If you want to be sad... You say I'm going to be sad in like fifteen minutes. Okay, <laughs> so you do what you do, and then you're be sad in fifteen minutes. And then he's and then she said you can you can set an alarm for fifteen minutes on your phone. Okay, and then fifteen minutes comes by, and you're like, oh no, I'm really busy. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm going to be sad in another ten minutes. And so you start playing little mind games. But anyway, that's when I that's when I built the uh, the, the computer section on AOL. Yeah. I did the infomercial, I launched the radio company, and uh, and the show, and that was also at that time when I met Barry. Now, I was not ready to go out with anybody for, like, two years. Yeah. I mean, I would have dates every once in a while, but nothing major, and Barry would call me every morning and every afternoon to make sure I was okay. Oh. And just as a friend. Yeah. Because he knew, like, I was in a bad place. Right. And we went, never went out. We never had lunch. It was I mean, I saw him at work once a week, and then that was it. Right. And uh, he called me, and he said, uh, what are you doing? And I said, oh, I don't know how I got roped into this. But uh, somehow I'm the hostess at this Christmas party for this guy that, this guy that I just started dating. And he had like 1,200 employees. And I said, and somehow I'm the hostess. I didn't even know this until like an hour ago. But apparently I said, yes, I would. So I'm, I've got to get my face on and put a dress on. Yeah. And Barry's like, don't you know I love you? And I said, yeah, I know. That's okay. But I don't have time to talk right now. I got to go. Bye. Click. <laughs> oh, my God. How rude, right? <laughs> so I call him back the next day. I said, oh, man, I am so sorry. I didn't mean for that to come off like that. Yeah. I said, but you're just not my type. I mean— I mean, if I check every box of anybody I've ever dated, there isn't a box that matches you. (laughs) And he said, well, well, why don't you give me three chances? He said, we'll go on three dates. And if at the end of three dates you don't like me, then we'll go back to being phone friends. Yeah. And I said, okay. So we go on the first date. It wasn't a good date. (laughs) What'd you do? Well, he had like. Uh, a, like a trade at a local restaurant mm-hmm. still there remington's on scottsdale road yeah and uh it, and he was like all oh, serious okay and he's like reciting shakespeare to me how do i love thee and i'm like <laughs> oh, my god <laughs> and so we walked out of the restaurant and i said that was not a good date <laughs> it was really boring i said let me show you what i want for my life And they have this, if you drive over there, and right now, Allie, you'll see it. They have this big fountain right in the front of the restaurant. Mm -hmm. And I took off my shoes, and I got in the fountain, and I went like this with the water. I said, (laughs) this is going to be my life, okay? This is it. It's not sitting in a restaurant, okay? Yeah. And I said, so the next date, I'm going to do. (laughs) And so the next date, uh, we got drunk at... Uh, West, uh, country bar and dance. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fun. Yeah, so that's anyway. way more fun. Yes, yeah, way more fun. No Shakespeare? No, that no yeah. Shakespeare. So anyway, so that's how, um, that's how I met Barry. But in that whole thing, like Ian asked me now, he'll say to me, like, how can you be happy every single day? Mm-hmm. I mean, how can you be happy? I mean, and I mean, and, and even when he was a kid, he'd drop pictures of me with like those big smiles on my face. Yeah, I, and, I, and now he's old enough to understand, because I've told him this whole story, that when life is so bad mm. and you can come out of that, you come out such a stronger person with such moral convictions and inner strengths. Because if you could get through that, you can get through mm. anything. And so that's why there's a smile on my face every day.
0: That's beautiful. Thank you. Look at that. All right. It's time for a quick break here and for me to pester you to open up your favorite podcast app and leave us a rating. Wouldn't that make us happy? Five stars, please. Of course, if you have a little extra time, you're feeling nice, write up a little review. It helps people find us. Um, But when we come back, we are going to talk about, Kim, the question that you receive most these days from your listeners. Okay. Refresh. I'm Allie, commando.com, content queen, amazing content queen. Yes, Allie. Right? Yeah. Yes, amazing. And I am here grilling Kim. So let's jump right back in. Okay, first, I imagine things have changed. I know they have. They've changed so much since when you first started the show to now. What kind of questions were you getting back in the day? Oh, God.
1: <laughs> we, we had a running joke, Allie. That Remember, the show at that time was, we do the show on Fridays now, afternoons, but at that time, for so many years, it was like six, seven o'clock in the morning. Yeah. So we would look at the phones ringing and we purposely wouldn't answer them until like 7.15 because the only calls you'd get in the beginning was some guy or gal who spent the whole night trying to put in a hard drive. Okay? <laughs> or their printer didn't work or you had IRQ errors and, you know, a modem problem or whatever. It was. So in the beginning, it was, it was kind of a fix-it show. It was. Okay. Yeah. Because that's what people were doing then, okay? yeah. And then over time, it started transitioning to more and more people who just who were starting to like, you know, use the technology. Mm-hmm. Until now, it's everybody's immersed in the technology. Yeah. Uh, but ever since the beginning of the show, about every three to six months, I look at the show and I say, okay, what can we do to make it better? Because,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, I've got a couple of things. You know them at the company. You know what? Here, maybe if you remember this one, teamwork makes the Dream work. Yes. Okay. If you don't <laughs> innovate, you Evaporate. Yes. Okay. Uh, so that's why about every <laughs> six or three months I go through the show and make sure that it is innovative and it is, you know, compelling. Mm-hmm. And and now, well, let me tell you, the question that I get all the time now is yeah. stalking. Mm. I mean, I probably get this question two or three times a day.
0: Oh my gosh. Which is
1: a lot. You it know, is. seriously. I, that, and it's not just I think my ex is stalking me. I get those. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and – but sometimes it goes into like where – we got a call on the show not too long ago. The woman was afraid to leave her house because she thought that there were trackers all over cars and she even got a new car. Uh, they're coming into her house and they're moving things, you know. Those stories
0: are so sad. You know, it is. They're Be- hard. Yeah,
1: because I can't help them. No. I, you know – This is something that they need to go see a a professional, you know, a a psychologist, a psychiatrist, whatever it may be. But then there are the times when it really is a story. Like, you know, Dana called. And Dana has an 18-year-old daughter who goes to a college in Virginia. The gal meets somebody on Tinder, of course, right? Uh Uh, After three months, she says she never met the person. After three months, she says, you know, I don't want to see you anymore. And then this person starts, like, sending her pizzas to her dorm, uh, telling her what she wore to school that day, um, is showing up at the, at the rec center looking for her or whatever it may be, the student union, and saying, like, I'm a long-lost friend. And then she tells her mother she's getting creeped out by this, and then the mother gets involved, and then all of a sudden the mother's cell phone number is on porno sites Gosh, as if you mm. want a good time call. Okay. Yeah. The mother goes to the cops, the police, everybody, FBI. They say, we're sorry. No crime has been committed. And then she calls me. Because mm. now what do I do?
0: Yeah.
1: Right? So bottom line there is that, you know, that's when we, we got Rico involved, who's a friend of the show, a digital forensics guy. And, and he actually tracked down the person. Uh, and they arrested him. And they also found child porn Mm. in his possession too.
0: Awful. Well, and that's just, you know, you say you get so many of these these emails and I think it's probably a lot like the Dana story where people don't know what else to do and maybe they have gone to the police and nothing happens. And so, you know, what's your next step? And then they come to you.
1: You know, maybe we ought to put something, you know what, now we're talking about this. Um, Let's see, maybe we should put up a stalking guide. I think that's a great idea. You know, like if you're stalked, these are the steps that you need to do. I know that we did recently some content about is it you or, mm-hmm. you know, some signs that you're being stalked. But maybe we need to have something like if this is really happening, here are things that you need to do. That's I a great idea. I think that idea. might help everybody.
0: I think so too. And that's really a big tenet of what you've always done on the show, what we do on commander.com You know, we try to help people, right? One of the questions you get all the time is some version of, okay, how do I get – All this information about me off the internet, all this private stuff that I don't want people to see, which leads us to Opt Out Tuesday. Um, Every Tuesday on Commando.com now, we are sharing one of those creepy people search sites, and we're telling you step-by-step how to get your information off of it because they make it way more difficult (laughs) than it should ever be. So how'd you come up with that idea, Kim?
1: Well, we got an email from a listener who put a whole list together for us, (laughs) (laughs) me missing a few. Uh, but there it was a big list. Oh my though. gosh! I think there were like fifty different people search sites on this list. And he's like, "How do I get out of? <laughs> how do I get out of the following sites? Bing, 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 <laughs> Bing, Bing, Bing." bing. <laughs> I'm like, "Okay, uh, let's call this Opt Out Tuesday." And so every Tuesday, we're gonna tell you how to get out of sight. And you know, the the one that I, I even used on the air not too long ago was this uh, Family Search Now because this woman called in; she wanted to, she didn't want the internet to know how old she was. Because she started getting to <laughs> online. Luck. Yes, she started to get to into online dating. Okay. And so she was trying to figure out how to do it. So on the air, I said, you know what? Let me tell you. Here, go to the site. And then I put her on hold, went back to her, and I said, so what did you see? She's like, everything, uh-huh. you know, up to any address that you have ever lived at. Like Ian, when he moved to L.A., he's like, Mom, where did you – what street did you live on in L.A.? I'm like, oh, my God, Ian, I don't remember. That was like forever ago. Yeah, And then he's like, oh. And then he says, did you live on Lindbrook? I'm like, yeah, that sounds familiar. <laughs> and um, he found it at FamilySearchNow.com under Ugh. the previous addresses. So, yeah, so every Tuesday, Opt Out Tuesday, is that there's a new website for, um, for everybody to go in and then figure out how to get your stuff out of it.
0: Yeah, and when, when we break down the steps for you, it really helps. You don't have to navigate, and it really doesn't take very long. I'm on a mission. I'm going to do every Opt Out Tuesday, get myself off of all these sites. I think everybody else should too. All right. Another thing that we do to help people is in the commando community. So, of course, that's where they can watch the show streaming live, which is really fun. We get up to all kinds of nonsense during the breaks that never makes it to the radio show, which is a good time. Um, And there's also the Q&A forum. So how long has the community been going? I know it's it's lived under some different names over time. And, you know, what do you love about it?
1: Uh, Well, it actually started years ago when maybe certain radio stations wouldn't carry the show.
0: Mm, okay.
1: and, and it wasn't like now where you have like streaming radio or streaming apps or anything like that. And so it started as a way for people to uh, download the show. And then people said, you know, I'd really like to watch the show. <laughs> and so I called up a friend of mine, Ray B., at CBS, and I said, so, Ray, how do I do this? Because <laughs> he was yeah. the lead cameraman. Um, as a matter of fact, he's been embedded with the troops so many times. And so he came out to Phoenix and, uh, and, you know, showed me exactly what we need to do and sat down with Barry and configured all those first systems. And so now, of course, it's a major broadcast. Um, and so it really, it really happened because of user demand or pe- listener demand, I guess you'd say. I hate the word uh-huh. user because like that's not a person and so, and so you can chat during the show and um which people really like. And then people wanted the chat to be available twenty four seven. So we make that available twenty four seven. so it's it's real about really about like super serving the the listeners, our our customers, uh, visitors, whoever it may be. And um, and then people said, well, I want to try it free. So now you can try it free for 30 days. And somebody said, I need a, a senior discount. Okay, you got that too. <laughs> okay, so it's like, wait, I'm a policeman. Do I get a discount? Yes, you get a discount too. So it's like, <laughs> you know, there's one, one gal recently who said, you know, I'm 50. Do I qualify for the senior discount? I'm like, of course you do. If you want it, you can have it. Okay? You can have it. I know, just whatever you want.
0: Yeah. and You know, I think that's a thread that ties through. What happens on the radio show, what happens here on the podcast, in the community, really what people are looking for, we do our very best yeah, to give them that.
1: We, yeah. we get a great team, though, too. We really do.
0: I think we do, too. Yeah. Speaking of—this is another part of the show—advertisers. Advertisers make the show possible. They, you know, are are a big part of what we do, and they're companies that you're proud to stand behind, right? So how how do you go through that process? How do you vet the advertisers?
1: Well, Sometimes Kip, our sales director, isn't, or EVP, is not always so happy with me <laughs> <laughs> um, because he'll bring some advertising. I'm like, mm, not so much. You know? Yeah. Because I really, you know, people trust me, and that's a big responsibility. It really is. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to put anybody on the air that doesn't have a great product because I don't want anybody to feel like I've done wrong by them. And right. that's why if anybody ever sends me an email about a particular product or sponsor, you know, I send that to Kip. I personally send that to Kip, who sends it on to the, uh, to the client to make sure that they'd fix whatever may be out there. Right. Uh, you know, you know this. I don't want to say who it is, but just what happened yesterday. I, can, I, yep. I canceled the sponsor. Yep. And said, they're not allowed on the air. You know, it's just, it's just, I just don't think it's good for the listener. You know, it's maybe good for our pockets, but it's not good for the listener. So, so that's also um, a big responsibility too, Mm -hmm. that I don't think, I don't know if I shouldn't say this, but I don't know if a lot of people in my position, you know, really would take that stance. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You, you only do things that you really will stand behind. And, you know, I think that that says a lot. I want to go back to your family. Um, when you told me the story, this is one of those, like, you're talking and I'm just, like, laughing more and more. And then we're, we're kind of crying about it because it's so funny.
1: You were a Boy Scout leader. Oh, my gosh. Yes, I was. Al, yes. How the heck did this happen? Well, Barry has two older sons. Okay. Much older. And they are both Eagle Scouts. Okay. Mm-hmm. So when Ian's born, got to get into Scouts. Of course. And I'm like— you know, I was never a Girl Scout, but I'm like, all right, we'll try that. And I, and so Ian was probably five at that time. And Barry said, I'm going to be the scout leader. And so he goes and he rustles up like 20 kids and he's the scout leader. Well, that lasted for about six weeks.
0: I was going to say, we're seeing where this goes. So okay.
1: Yeah. And then he's complaining and complaining and like, and I'm like, well, somebody has to be the scout leader. And he's like, you be the scout leader. I'm like, and I, I'm like, I don't really know what that means. I'm like, sure, I'll be the scout leader. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, every Thursday I'd have to, like, show up with, like, Krispy Kreme donuts and a lot of sugar drinks, Capri uh-huh. Suns, and, like, some activity for them to get a badge. Okay. <laughs> and so, like, you know, the video game badge, they had. Okay. Oh, of course. Right. Yeah. Um, But, like, the toolbox kit, they didn't <laughs> have that. Okay. <laughs> the CPR, they didn't have that. So I was a scout leader for, like, four years. Oh, my gosh. And it was only after, like, you know, when Ian graduated to the next level, I was like, okay, I'm done. Because then he really did graduate to the next level. But, you know, scouting is really great for the kids. It teaches them great skills. Mm -hmm. um, And it teaches them camaraderie, like the Pinewood Derby car. You know, you make the car, you know, with your dad or your mom in this case. And you you put it on the track and see what's worse. But, you know, I don't have a lot of patience, and that's why I never would have been a great educator (laughs) And so, like, you know, the boys would be, like, running around. I'd be like, hey, get over here. You know? (laughs) So, like, you know, scout camp. I hated white scout camp. Hated it. Because now I have all these kids with no parents, okay, Oh. for, like, three days. That's a long time. Yes. And I remember, like, one kid was down at the creek, and he was, like, beating up another kid, and I grabbed them both up. And I said, you know, you sit here and you sit here and don't move for an hour, you know. <laughs> and and this one kid looks me and goes, "You're just an old ugly woman." <gasps> and I said, "You're just a fat spoiled brat," you know. Oh so my gosh. okay, so you know, but you know the kids love me. I don't know why. So there was one time that we're doing CPR. So you know they, they you know the American they bring out these you know half bodies for everybody. Yeah, yeah. So this kid Michael's there and he's like like, banging on this chest. And I'm like, Michael, pay attention. You don't do it like that. You're going to kill the person, okay? <laughs> and so he's like, so he's doing it, doing it more. So finally I'm like, Michael, get up. Because he's, like, disrupting the whole class. I'm like, yeah. like Michael, get up and come over here and sit right next to me. But <laughs> so he does. He sits right next to me. And I said, Michael, what is going on with you today? looks at me and goes, these big brown eyes. He says, Mrs. Commando, I am so sorry. I'm acting up. I did not take my special vitamins today. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, okay. All right. Now we special know. Vitamins. Okay. Or I I would always like, you know, the meetings that end at 4 o'clock. Okay. Yeah. Like 4.15, I'm like, where are the parents? I mean, because there's always like two kids, stragglers. No. So I call up this mother. I'm like, you know, are you going to go pick up like little Johnny today or what? And she's yeah. like, oh, my God. I totally forgot about the little bugger. <laughs> it's your kid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my Okay, the little bugger. So <laughs> then Ian got to um, a higher level scout. And so I would sit in the back because now the boys are leading the, the groups, right? And I was sitting in the back row. This is like really fun, too. And I'm just on my laptop, you know, getting work done, like probably yeah. picking stuff for the show or reading stuff for the show and, and not really paying attention because the kids are doing this thing. And this woman leans over at me and she says, oh, I'm so late for this meeting. What happened? I said, I don't know. I think they're all good. Don't worry about it. OK <laughs> And she's like, "Yeah, are you driving up to the Scout camp this weekend?" And I said, "Oh, no, no, not me. Mm-mm. My husband <sighs> is driving them up to Scout camp, because now I'm out. I'm done. I'm just here, you know not the yeah. leader anymore." And she said, "Oh, oh." she said, "And um, you know, the reason why I'm late for the meeting?" And I said, "No, why?" She says, "Well." Have you read Fifty Shades of Grey? Oh my gosh! <laughs> and I said, I looked at her and went, "No, I haven't." And I haven't <laughs> seen the video. I haven't seen the movie either. She's like, "It is." She looks at me. She goes, oh, "It's so hot." <laughs> okay, so I don't share that with Barry. Okay, I don't know why. I just didn't share that with him. And so, okay. like two days later, Saturday comes around, and he's he comes home and he's like, "Oh my gosh!" He goes, "You're not know gonna believe what happened." And I said. What? He goes, well, you know, I'm putting the kids in the SUV, and, and this woman comes up to me, and she says, hey, can you put my kid in your SUV up to the camp? And Barry looked at her and said, so you're not driving up? You're not coming up? She goes, no, I need to drive alone. And Barry went, <laughs> you do? Is your car loaded? Because I've got room in the SUV if you want to put some stuff, and you can come with us. She goes, oh, no. She goes, I am reading. I am listening to the most inappropriate audiobook. <laughs> <All right. laughs>
0: <laughs> she was so excited she, she had to share with everyone <laughs>
1: okay you know I'm like okay whatever floats your boat you know <laughs> um, but yeah so those but there were a lot of good people in scouts and it was a fun time but you know when Ian said he was done with scouts wasn't going to make eagle I was like I kind of get that you know
0: yeah yeah
1: it was alright
0: <laughs> well before we go I want to share a story so three years ago I had my final interview to come work here at Westar, and it was with you, Kim. And the first question, probably the first question you asked me was like, hey, how are you? But <laughs> the real first question was, do you like Smarties? <laughs> those, little, those little chalky candies in the roll. You had some on your desk.
1: Yes, I did. Because I, I said, you know, because I, I was eating a Smartie. You know, they are only yeah. 20 calories a roll. That's why. And I thought, well, you don't want to be rude and eat in front of this young woman. So, here, would you like a here? Would you like smarties? And you're like, yeah, I like smarties. I'm like, okay, fine.
0: So then we shared some smarties. And my big question for you at the end of when we were talking was along the lines of uh, what's up with all these crazy reviews on Glassdoor? (laughs) So, if you're not familiar, Glassdoor is a job site and people can rate a workplace, they can, you know, all kinds of things, they can leave reviews, whatever. And there were some doozies, um, probably my favorite. So a little background. Our building here is two stories, and there are some balconies. And someone wrote, honestly, uh, that Kim would stand on one of the balconies with a clipboard to record who was late for work. And I just thought, like, this cannot be real. <laughs> what in the world is going on here? So I asked you about you did. it.
1: You said, why all the negative glass door reviews? <laughs> yeah. I said, because there's a lot of crazy people in the world. You know, and they get on the Internet and they get authority and they're like, I'm Uh going to get back at you. Right. And so, yeah. So there's the story. I think we even did a We did a parody video of it because it was so funny that that (laughs) I would go and I would stand on the balcony and write down when people what time they came in. Uh And in the afternoon, right when they would leave.
0: Okay. Oh, of course, yeah.
1: There was, that, there was also the review where, uh, which obviously I don't do. I mean, why would I want to sweat like that, really? Um, there's also the review that I have uh, hidden cameras all in the studios. Sure. Yes. Makes sense. Yeah, I have all mm-hmm. those. Uh, how that happened is there was a, a person who left our employment, and she told somebody that the smoke detectors were not smoke detectors. Oh no. That they were hidden cameras.
0: You know, I've got an article that woman can read <laughs> okay. about whether it's just you or if you're really being stalked.
1: <laughs> oh my god. So, you know, there's uh y- you know, and normally the most vocal that I find on Glassdoor cuz you mm. you have a few neg- I think you got a, you got hit on Glassdoor, didn't you? I did. Okay. Yes. Okay. Uh Jeremy got hit on Glassdoor. Yeah. Recently. It's always the ones that just I don't mean to sound They just, they couldn't make it.
0: Right. Well, it's easier to blame somebody else, right?
1: Yes. They just couldn't make it. Yeah. And, or they didn't want to work or they, they, I don't know, for whatever reason, you know, or maybe, you know, I didn't give them enough positive sandwiches or whatever it was. (laughs) You know, they didn't get a trophy award for participation by any know, And so, yes, but when you asked me that, I thought to myself, this girl has chutzpah. (laughs) <laughs> I like that because you were not intimidated. You were not afraid. You were like, if I'm going to spend my time here, I want to know what the heck I'm getting into.
0: Absolutely. Okay.
1: And then when we had all the cameras running and you were in our play, <laughs> is that I went to Daz and I said, we, you know what? I think she'd be good on camera. And then Daz looked at me and goes, I don't know. I said, you know what? I think she could be. I think she could. I said, we need to give her like a little screen test. Let's see how she does. And Daz like, I said, but don't tell her it's a screen test
0: yeah, so he comes over to me at my desk. <laughs> Kim's not here. We need to set her her desk for something, or we need to set set up the cameras for something. You two are about the same height, blonde hair, whatever. Let's just use you. Can you come do this? And so he has me, you know, reading some stuff off the prompter. And me even thinking like, okay, this is just a test for the the space, but I'm so nervous, right? Because yeah, I've never you been so nervous. Of, you were yeah, you were so I've never nervous. been in front of a camera before. Yeah, it was uh, but here we are.
1: Well, Daz came to me afterwards and he said, she was so nervous. Yeah. And I said, you know, what? I said, she's never done this before. I mean, yeah. you know, give, the girl, give the woman a break. And, and then I said, here, let me see it. And I said, you know what? She can do this. <laughs> and Daz is like, uh, I said, she can do this, Daz. I think she can. I said, we're just going to have to teach her how to do this. It's not that hard, really. It's not <laughs> rocket science. I mean I mean this is just you know you you display your confidence and you're animated and you and and when she gets confident and I've told you this you get be- yeah. you get better every single week out you do you get better all the time because your confidence is growing and the other thing that you do that a lot of people wouldn't be willing to do is that you invest the time <laughs> that you practice and I do. you research and you and so that this way when you do come in versus that that scared person that was standing in front of the camera you're not that person anymore you know and i hope that that translates into other aspects of your life too that it
0: has you know, it really has that you
1: that as you get more confident mm-hmm. and cuz i always want people to grow i mean i just it's just i think it's it's the it's the greatest gift that i could give anybody who works for me
0: thank you kim and i you know as much as I appreciate all that you do for me, I know that every listener of the show who has gleaned something from you over the years, or even just laughed at all of your... Bad jokes. Bad jokes. Sorry. Um, and we love them. We love the bad jokes. If you have any questions for Kim that I didn't get to, maybe you want to know something else about me or Matt or Jeremy, right? Or Anybody? John. Or John. Are IT geniuses? How did they get to be geniuses? How can I be one too? You can email us. Um, the email address is podcasts, with an S, podcasts at commando.com. This does go to lots of us, so be nice. Don't say anything mean that you would want us to read. But, Kim, anything else that you wanted to add that we didn't
1: get to? Uh, really, just thank you. I mean, it's because of you and everybody on the team. It's because of all the listeners, all the viewers, everybody who has confidence and trust in us. That really lets me continue to keep doing what I really love, you know, and I and I do. I mean, I and you know, somebody asked me recently, so you're like, are you gonna retire? And I'm <laughs> like, for what? <laughs> to sit around. Why? I wanna be Martha Stewart. I saw Martha Stewart on the Today Show, mm-hmm. like a week or so ago. And she's out there and she's hustling. She's like 81. And then there's the show on HBO. It's or I think it's on HBO Max. Or maybe Netflix. It's Julia. It's called Julia. Okay. okay. It's not the movie where somebody plays Julia Child. It's about Julia Child. Okay. okay. So, you know, Julia Child really did her first video about beef bourguignon, you know, whatever, <laughs> uh, like in the 60s. And she was like, I don't know, almost 50 years old. Wow. Okay. What happened was her husband was a, a spy uh, for the CIA in France.
0: I didn't know that. Okay. Wow. So
1: she moved to France with him. Yeah. And then— She went to cooking school, and they were when she went to cooking school. They're like in in Paris. They're like, and you want to be here for what reason? She's like to cook, and they're like, women are not chefs. Only men are chefs. Okay, so Mm -hmm. then she dispels that whole myth. They move to the United States. She does her first gig with uh, PBS. Yeah, obviously on there for many years. And I mean, all this is public record. They fire her when she's seventy. Okay. Wow. And because they, you know, there's. Without saying, they you know, she's getting a little old for this. Right, okay. yeah. I mean, and so, and now she's ticked off. So, you know what she does? Hmm. You got to see this. She gets a job at Good Morning America. Really? Yes. And that's how she ended up on Good Morning America. She was like 71, 72 years old, where she would come on once a week, twice a week, do it, and cook something in three minutes. She was the <laughs> person who gave rise to all these other chefs. Yeah, all these cooking shows yes. and Kay. yeah. Do you know when she retired? Mm, how old was she? Well, she didn't really retire. She was like uh, about ready to sign another book, and she was still on good. She was still on Good Morning America, still doing this, still pushing it, and she was ninety-one years old.
0: Oh my gosh! And
1: that's when she passed away. Wow. Okay, so. I'm thinking, I don't like beef (laughs) bolognese and I don't cook (laughs) with butter, but maybe I should start, okay?
0: Maybe you should. Maybe you should. Well, thank you for listening to Tech Refresh. Kim, this was so fun. Thank you
1: for doing this. Oh, you betcha. You betcha. All right. Yeah, and if anybody has any questions for us, send it to us, podcast with an S at commando.com. Allie, you did a great job as always, really. Thanks,
0: Kim. We'll see you next week.